0: Today I want to talk a little bit about 9-11, <clears throat> uh, I don't know uh, if you guys kind of can remember where you were when it happened. Um, I was in my office adjusting patients and someone came in, a patient came in and said, um, did you hear a plane just hit the Twin Towers? And I'm from New York. Uh, so. Um, and we had just moved. This was 2001. We had just moved from, I practiced in New Jersey, right across the river from New York City. And we just moved down here to start teaching. Because um, we moved in March 2001. This was September. So uh, this patient says, did you hear someone hit the Twin Towers? And, uh, and my first thought was like, this has got to be some crazy accident. Right? Because if you've ever seen the Twin Towers before, maybe you've never seen them in person, but one of them has this huge antenna on it. Um, before cell phones, this was like a TV antenna. So uh, my thought was that you know, some very bad you know, airplane pilot, like on a small little plane, because they didn't, they didn't say oh, a giant you know, jumbo jet, a little small plane hit the tower. And then a few minutes later, someone walked in and said, did you hear someone else hit the other tower, right? And I just, I still remember thinking about that, saying how impossible all of this was right? So you guys maybe, so this was 2001, 18 years ago, so you guys were maybe like in elementary school, most of you were in elementary school? So I don't know if you remember this, but after the towers fell, and then the Pentagon was hit, we just stopped ours, you know, because we stopped our afternoon hours, and we ran to get our son. Lisa and I, you know, Lisa left here, I was in my practice, and um, the the school I don't know if your schools did this but our schools just said something bad happened everything was in lockdown and they didn't explain what was going on they let the parents you know do the ex- explanations so my, you know we pick up our son and we John he's like what's wrong like why is everybody so like upset what's going on so <clears throat> now we don't have cable we don't even have TV in our house right we have a TV that we hook up to our, you know computers and stuff but we don't have t- so we had to figure out how to get TV onto R because at that time, 2001, internet was not really everything that it is now, where you can get everything instantly. So I literally took a wire hanger, shoved it into the back of the TV where you, know, you could put an antenna, and made this makeshift antenna, and I was able to get like Channel 7, or you know like ABC News or something. So we were able to watch this. It, it was, I just remember it being a totally crazy, crazy time. And the next day happened to be finals here at Life. So I remember coming in that morning, and I had a a final at eight in the morning, um, and um, it was a giant-sized class. We had like almost 300 people in that class at that time. So I went into the lecture hall, and I said, and people, everybody was like dazed and crying, and I said, I'm sorry. We have to put you through this. I would never want to give you a final the day after what happened yesterday. And If anybody has lost someone or is worried about, because at that point some cell phones still, we had not get in contact with people and stuff. <clears throat> I said, you know, I'm gonna take all this into account. You know, So don't, just do your best. Um, but the thing I wanna talk to you about is chiropractors. Because you may not know this, because you know, I posted something yesterday and a lot of people did not know this, that there were chiropractors at ground zero by from day two. Um, maybe some even some of your fathers uh, and mothers were down at Ground Zero at Day 2 um, uh, on for about the next six months to a year adjusting all the rescue workers for free uh, including one of my <coughs> friends um, from New Beginnings. He was one of the main organizers of this and they set up all different kinds of tents and eventually took over like, some uh, like unused storefronts to adjust the soldiers and the firemen and the policemen and the other rescue workers uh, for free, for six months to a year uh, after that. And, and you may not even realize this, but if you go upstairs in the CGUS building, uh, at least it was there last time I looked. It's still there. It's still there, good. Um, Dr. Gary DiBenedetto, who's this friend of mine um, from New York, he donated his table that he brought. He actually instead of a folding table, because he was there so much he actually bought a table and. Put it there, and that table is in our uh, CGS building. If you go where the chiropractic, I mean clinical sciences is, and keep on going back, there's a little display case. Um, so it's amazing, you know, what chiropractic, you know, did. Um, that that we were, we did this this kind of mission trip, right? That we had this mission trip to to Ground Zero, uh, and like dozens and dozens of chiropractors from that area uh, came in uh, and helped all these people. Uh, from, who were not just from local police and fire, but there were police and fire from all over the world were coming in, helping the rescue efforts. Uh, it was really quite an amazing you know, feat. <clears throat> but I wanna kind of piggyback on this, <clears throat> and I, even though this I think is amazing and I'm so appreciative that chiropractic stood for this. First off, why doesn't anybody know about this? Why is it in the back the seat? Back right, yeah, I mean this, this should be upfront kind of stuff. Right? I don't understand why this is like unknown news. So when I posted stuff, so many people are posting, I never heard about this, this is amazing. And these are chiropractors even, asking me, like, I never, I'm like, how do you not know this? Right, this is, chiropractors should be proud of moments you know, like, like this. That we responded in a horrible tragedy by giving the only thing that we have to give, the most important thing we have to give, which is our services. So I think that's an important lesson. But the second lesson is, um, We need to do mission trips every day. Like you shouldn't have to wait for either A, to go to somewhere. Like I know life is always planning these mission trips and I think it's fabulous. But you don't have to go somewhere else to do a mission trip, right? You know where your mission trip is? It's the person right in front of you. When you go down to the clinic or you're still in student clinic or you're in peak or wherever you're at, that's your mission trip. You don't have to wait uh, to fly somewhere. A mission trip doesn't have to be a place where you are doing free adjustments, right? which is what these guys did, or when you go to Panama, or wherever you guys you know, go on mission trips, um, you don't have to wait for that kind of stuff. right? And a lot of people think that they have to, like a mission trip means I need to you know, pack bags and fly to some country where I, I can adjust people for free and don't take any notes. That's not really a mission trip, right? I mean, that is, that's part of what a mission trip is, but a mission trip is every day. Right, who are you adjusting in your office? Who are you adjusting in the clinic? Right? Make that your mission. Right? Because what's super cool. I had another friend who who volunteered, you know, down here, and he said not only did, was it amazing to help these rescue workers, some of those rescue workers turned into chiropractors. Right? So think of the far-reachingness, like you had these people who were you know sifting through this kind of stuff and these chiropractors were there giving of themselves. Right, giving this service, and they convinced these guys to consider it, or ladies, to consider a new profession. And some of them became chiropractors, right? And some of them started getting their families on the care, not there, but at various places around. So think about the far, that's what the mission trip is about, the mission trip is about B.J. Palmer's quote, you never know how far-reaching something you may think Sarah do will save, will affect the lives of millions tomorrow. You never know, right? So that person that you're, you're adjusting in the clinic and they've been in the clinic for 10 million years and you, know, you all you talk about is like the Braves or the weather or whatever, why don't you ask them about their grandkids, right? Because like, how people constantly say, I, I, how do you get to, I want to see more kids in the clinic. I'm really struggling in clinic. Well, are you asking your patients for referrals? What about your kids? What about your husband, right? Do you know anybody? Well, one of my favorite questions is Do you know anybody with the four A's? And they'll be like, Four A's, what's that? Autism, ADHD, allergies, asthma. Do you want to be with one of those? And what's everybody going to say? Yes. Yes, that's one third of all American kids have one of the four A's. One as 200 million, you know, of the 300 million people, it's like 70 million children have one of the four A's. Right? So, But we have to ask right and that's what like to me that's the idea what a mission trip really is right like i applaud my colleagues who were able to do this kind of thing and get themselves to ground zero really quickly and help the firemen and policemen and other rescue workers i absolutely applaud them and i admire them and i'm so humbled by what they did but i want us to think about not waiting to leave the country or not waiting for tragedy to have a mission trip. Right? I want you guys to start thinking about every time you go to the clinic, that's your mission trip. Every time you, someone asks you about you, you're wearing a life you, you know, university shirt and you're at Kroger's and someone says, oh, you know, you go to chiropractic school? Well, there's your mission. Right? That was just like, alright, there's your mission. Right? So you just start talking about what you do. Right? And talk about it from the brain and nerve system perspective, not the bone perspective, right? Because that's what people want to hear. And yesterday I was talking to this one young boy and he's like, can you explain to me what those bones are like? He said, because I know you're like touching the bones here but there's more bones, aren't there? He said, isn't this a bone and isn't this a bone? And I said, yeah, he said, why don't you work on those bones too? I said, well, cause, he's because aren't you like, did you work on bones? Because I keep on hearing you talk about you know, this vertebra and that vertebra. And I, he's like 10. And I said, Yeah, but like, I'm working on bones, but what I'm really working on is the brain and the nerve system that is contained in the bones and through the bones. And I want to make sure those nerves. So I pulled out the spine, and one of my interns got another spine. And we're showing him all this kind of stuff, and we're showing him the nerves. And he got this amazing lesson, right? Because that's what people want to hear. And even the kids. They want to hear this kind of stuff. They want to be educated. They want to know why you're doing what you're doing. So that's, that's the mission, right? So uh, let's just take a moment silently and bow our heads to all the, the victims and people who had tragedy during 9-11.